things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God, hallowed be, cause this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, grace and peace. Welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology. Yes, we have moved things around. Sometimes you have to change the scenery, you know. So we have decided here at All Things Theology to give you a different look, a different, you know, feel. Gonna change things around. More additions will be coming. Speaking of changing things around, gonna be talking about the LGBT. Speaking of shifts in the room, in the atmosphere, we gotta talk about the LGBT because I have hit the hornet's nest. We're gonna talk about it, gonna show you what I mean. <laughs> Man, I have caused a stir and I, 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 I just poor old nice old me has been attacked. I have been ridiculed. And now I'm saying this to him. You You know, I was just happy minding my own business, you know, on my Facebook page, you know, making biblical truths and arguments. And, well, I got a lot of comments. We're going to go over some of them. Hey, because, hey, this is going to be a surprise for me. So I don't even know what I'm going to see for the most part. <laughs> We're going to scroll through my Facebook feed, which has been coming. Well, my Facebook page was becoming a cesspool of. LGBT uh, dissenters, commenters, you know, telling me how much I'm trying to harm them just by mere disagreement. And then we're going to look at a couple of videos. So you're going to want to stay tuned. You're going to want to stay tuned. Help your boy out. Like this video. Stay engaged in the comments because <laughs> we uh, we got an interesting one for you today. So let's uh, share my screen. And by the way, as I share my screen, by the way, if you have not liked, if you're on Facebook, if you have, if you have mustered up the courage and the braveness to still stay on Facebook, <laughs> go over there and like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash all things theology, where we chop it up properly. You know, I mean, not that last part, but facebook.com slash all things theology, right? Go there, give your boy a like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I see somebody is ready for today's show. You know, if you don't like what we have to say here. If I make you feel some type of way. You know, one of the funniest comments I got, you know, was someone telling me I should keep my thoughts to myself, which I found hilarious since it was my own Facebook page. <laughs> How you going to tell someone to keep their thoughts to themselves on their own Facebook page, right? I mean, to me, that just sounds very strange. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Go over to the Facebook page. Give your boy a like. Facebook.com slash all things theology, right? So here we go. Let's let's scroll through. Um, we got to go down a little bit. Let's start down. Let's see. Oh, too close. Too close. Let's start down a little bit, because let me show you when all the bizarreness started to happen. Let's see. Um, 
man, I post a lot, I guess. Uh, <laughs> let me show you what posts that really people started to go after. Um, and then after that, it just went haywire. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. You see this post here? Um, Target was selling queer Target cards. And my caption here is, them, Target's not into witchcraft. Target, selling literally witchcraft tarot cards you know to communicate with the dead and etc um yeah let's see let's hold on let me uh move this over a little bit here up um move this here all right so look look at this it it, it got 190 reactions and it's mostly trolls just laughing yeah see 153 that is people laughing um most of them are trolls 165 uh comments so let's let's go through some of these and let's have some Let's have a good good time. All right, so Paul asks, Paul Paul Isaac, abstinent makes the church grow fondlers. Okay, dumb comment of the day, I guess. Um, now, so this was most most of the comments, right? Most of the comments were like Dustin Schneider. He says, "Hey, thanks for letting us know this exists, so we can go out and buy it. You're really great at advertising." Thanks for telling everyone where they need where they can go to find this. If you haven't said anything at all, most of us would never have known it even existed. Sure glad you pulled forth the time and effort to tell everyone about this. And I comment, you needed me to know pagan, paganism existed, right? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you don't need me to warn. So my warning of um, of uh, paganism apparently is. Um, an advertisement to go buy it. Gregory, a comment says, have you ever demonstrated God exists? Serious, serious question. You don't need to demonstrate the inevitable. De so how about this? Gregory, have you ever demonstrated you exist? Serious question. Back to the comments. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and here's the thing about the LGBTQ community, right? Here's the thing. Um... If you make one post about them, you are subject for every post being, um, <laughs> you know, that every post will get commented on. I mean, posts that are irrelevant to the discussion, like the fact that I have a Patreon, people were like, oh, he's a grifter. He's all about the money. <laughs> you know, you don't have to give. Right. I mean, I, I rarely mentioning it on here. Um, and so I just thought that was funny. Ashley Renee says she used to work there. Not the best best place to work. Well, not surprised, but yeah. Um, alrighty, let's see what else we got here. Now, this this was actually one of the more sadder posts. So, I, and I, I'm going to show this to you because this was a uh, this is very sad, very sad. So, this is pure evil, guys. Let me see if you can. So this is a picture of a cake with a baby being thrown in a basketball hoop. And the caption says, congrats, it's aborted. So you guys don't ever tell me these people aren't pure evil, that the heart rejoices in murder. And one and two, sorry, they don't know what they're doing. Right. Because this is this is a baby. But they are 
seeking congratulate congratulations, right? Congratulations on this. Pure demonic evil. Every last one of these people that supports this are evil. I stand by that, willing to defend that. If you can rejoice at this picture, like Gregory Campbell, who says this is funny, you're demonic and evil. You're the epitome of evil. Hitler Jr. Yeah, I thought it was just a clump of cells. This is not a clump of cells. This is a baby. You know what you're doing. Anyone, any mother who could throw their child in a basketball hoop, symbolically even, you know, discard the baby. You are evil. You are evil. So this tells me you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You can hide behind all the philosophical arguments of it's a clump of cells. It's not even a baby. Mother's rights. You can stand by all that garbage because you don't believe it by the by the uh, celebrations of this picture. I just want to let you guys know that. Yeah. And shame on the person who made the cake. Shame on the person who made the cake. You had to participate in this evil as well. Right. You know, Christians are forced to make homosexuals cakes. But we have to somehow celebrate this absurdity. Well, let's go through some of the comments because it gets worse as far as evil. Now, look at all the reactions. And most of these are trolls. We're going to see by the comments. Let me uh, actually open this up because I, I, I said, hey, look, I, I stopped it because I said, look, we're going to have only people who can uh, who are following the page to comment because it got just so insane. It just got it got so insane. Look at over a thousand reactions. And again, most of these are thousand and two people laughing at this. Which is disgusting. Right. Over 328 shares at this time and 317 comments. Well, let's go through some of these comments, guys. You want to just see disturbing behavior. You want to see disturbing behavior? Terrible. Um, and notice I said, I said, notice all the pro-choice demons, because that's exactly what they are. Bring the, de you want to, this is deliverance ministry. <laughs> Celebrating a baby being thrown in the trash can. They love death. They love murder. Uh, let's go through some of these comments. Um, look at that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yes. Stacy Core says celebrating the ability to continue and maintain your life is not pure evil. Now, again, remember the image. How is throwing a baby in a basketball hoop symbolically of abortion, right? Threatening to your life. Most people abort their baby. No, hold on. I don't even like that language. Most people murder their babies out of just sure and pure. Um, they don't want to be a mother, although aborting your baby doesn't make you not a mother. It just makes you a mother to a dead child. They say you call yourself all things theology, yet the only thing I see pertains to Christianity. How sad. Well, yeah, I'm a all things theology pertaining to Christianity. So <laughs> uh, that wasn't too uh, smart. Um, someone said, why would you even order this? I mean, 
that deserves its own comment. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of this right now is, um, and look, look at this. Low flow says the only reason to celebrate. Hmm. Melissa, what's your name when I have an abortion? I'll name it after you. So they want to name the baby my name. So for when they murder the child, I guess it's supposed to. You see how sick and people sick and twisted they are. You see how sick and twisted they are. These I because I hear a lot from like pro-life people. Um, I hear a lot from pro-life people. Um, that these people are victims. No, they're not. They're murderers. This is proof. Look at Evan. This cake is phenomenal. All I see is cake. This is absolutely hilarious. Greatest idea ever. Love this cake. Absolutely wicked. Wickedly awesome. Notice this. Just hilarious. Pure comedy. It's hilarious. Pure genius. Notice this. They're rejoicing. Notice what they're laughing at. Rejoicing at a baby being thrown in a trash can. Guys, these people are a reflection of our immoral society. Notice this. Um, Alexa, okay, and you want this person to have a baby? Yes! I want mothers to not murder their children. Hello? Yes! And they love to bring up the rape argument. As if, um, from last time I look at it, rape makes up about 1%. Of actual births. But let, let's let's take that out for a second. Although, no, I don't think you should murder a baby just because that happened. Right. Um, how does that how does that make what's being how does two wrongs make a right? I, I, that does never make sense to me. Notice laughing so hard I can't breathe. Right. Just disgusting comments. I'm going to get this for my cousin. All these people were coming here rejoicing at this. Just just mere rejoicing. Right? So that's an abortion post. Um, there was another post they came at. Um, another post. I feel like. I, I think an LGBT post. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's one. Here's one. Right. Because I posted this. I said, say no to pride. Say yes to the promise. Right. The original design. Right. The. Um, D nice says, uh, how do I feel about. So I kind of just answered that. Well. Obviously, I don't support rape. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. They should be punished. The per- the rapist should be actually punished. And I'm not talking about the slap on the wrist that most California law does. Actual pun- just punishment. But I don't think we should murder the baby because of the wrongs of the father. I believe that mother should be actually taken care of. Right. So back to this post. Back to this post. Right. Not pride promise. 
right? Um, so let's look at some of the comments. Um, just see how vile many of these people are. Um, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. So, and then, so, like, so if you disagree, why is there so much hate in the divisions in the U.S.? And then this person is blaming the Bible. No, it's because people aren't obeying scripture. You know, aren't obeying scripture. You know. Um, and then, so it was, it was interesting because a lot of these people were making this argument on this book. God put a rainbow in the sky to remind himself never to drown his children again. That's right. God needs a giant sticky note to remind him genocide is evil. Well, first of all, the promise is for you to understand. God doesn't need a reminder. You do. <laughs> quite, quite interesting. Quite interesting, huh? Gregory says, why doesn't God, why doesn't your God descend and save all the children then? Well, why don't you stop murdering and supporting babies? God many times works through means. And there is a day coming where he will stop all the evil. But yeah. It's interesting. So they don't like that God, the author of life, ends life. But they themselves, who aren't the author of life, can murder whatever baby they want. Um, which is very interesting. Very interesting. We, you, mankind does not have the authority to unjustly end someone's life. Right? They don't. You don't have the authority. And just for a little humor, since I was already getting trolled, I put this, you know, you have this LGBT person right here. They stick their head into the church saying, stop oppressing me while we're just minding my business. See, I was on my own page, minding my own business. Right. And they just came a swarming. Let's look at some comments here. Um, right. Uh, let's look at some comments. Um, <laughs> some interesting comments. So it was a lot of comments like this. Wishing all the homophobes a super uncomfortable month. Um, I'm not a homophobe. I, I don't fear men dressing up in high heels and lipsticks. I don't have a phobia. Right. Um, this person was funny. If only you people kept your bigotry inside your own church. <laughs> uh, I say, imagine thinking disagreement makes you a bigot. Guess you're a bigot. So notice if, hold on, let's, let's follow Lisa's logic. I am only allowed to keep my bigotry inside my church. Yet I posted this on my own Facebook page. I didn't share this with her yet. She came on my page Telling me to pretty much mind my business. <laughs> you got to love the consistency here, right? You got to love the consistency. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm show y'all some reviews. So now look look at this, guys. I have a 2.6 review rating. I have a 2.6 review rating. Um, and so let's look at some of the reviews that my page got. <laughs> you guys are going to find some of this funny. <laughs> uh Let's see. David Webb. Look, let's look at David Webb. Same tired old extremist. Guys, I'm an extremist. 
trope of fundamentalism Protestantism. It's not about all things theology. It's about a very narrow view of fear and exclusion. Now, why won't he accept me? Why won't he accept my view? Sounds exclusive. And it's based on fear. You see how it actually twists? It actually doesn't because uh, it doesn't work for him. You know, this is all the inclusive love is love. We accept everybody unless you disagree. Then you're a bigot. <laughs> right. So I said, don't be scared, pal, of opposing views. Refute it if you can. Yeah, they don't keep all their nonsense in their closet. They're coming out of the closet. Right. Anthony Weaver. This page is trash. <laughs> it is only about conservative Christianity, not theology. Well, I mean, theology is part of Christianity. I mean, I did a video about the Trinity last week, so this guy has no clue what he's talking about. Now, this part, this was was my favorite one. This is my favorite one from Brody. Got to be a Brody. He said, Idi idiots doing saying idiotic things because they're idiots. He says, loser in 1865. Got your Confederate racist flag. Loser in 1945. You got your right swastika. And loser in 2020. A Republican, <laughs> which I'm not a Republican, by the way, <laughs> which I told him you didn't do your research at all. all right. Just funny. Just funny. Gregory says, citing a book that says someone super powerful isn't convincing at all. You need to do the actual job providing demonstrable proof in reality. Gregory, is reality objective or subjective? If you say subjective, then you just contradicted yourself. <laughs> then I actually don't need to provide a substantial proof. If you say objective, you need to provide a standard by which you know it to be real. And just saying you just know it is real isn't proof, right? Since she, I can't cite a book. Anyways, we'll, we'll wait on that answer. Um, yeah. So that's one review. What's, what, yeah, that was, that was, uh, this is the reviews I got. Notice the, the, the fact that I just shared on my Facebook page, my beliefs is troubling. They are so triggered by someone sharing on their own Facebook page. <laughs> No, because a lot of the comments were keep this trash to yourself. I literally am. It's my own Facebook page. Although I would say it's not trash. Right. But you can't even share on your own Facebook page your personal beliefs and convictions. Like I didn't put this in, in, in a, you know, on the news. And I didn't put come tag them on their page. I didn't share on their post. I didn't comment. It's my own page. <laughs> Yet they are so triggered, so triggered. But but guys, these guys are triggered by everything. Any opposite view, any a point of disagreement, you know, they demand allegiance. Guys, there is no neutrality. There is no neutrality. You will either serve Christ or you will bow the knee to them. You will bow the knee to them. Well, we have a few videos to get on because you guys may have remembered Rose Mentoya, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. You guys, does that name sound familiar to some of you? Well, if it doesn't sound familiar, the act of what I'm about to describe for many of you will sound familiar. This was the man who is dressing up as a uh, female who went at the White House and 
went nude on the front lawn of the White House. Um, that, that's who it is, Rose Montoya. Just in case some of you are not familiar with Rose Montoya, let me share my screen with you. Rose Montoya, trans, yeah, trans um, activist, TikTok educator, right? Um, you know, one of the things that was interesting, and, and of course, this is Wikipedia, but one of the things I just saw just from scrolling on here is that her father, his father, is a pastor at a church and very curious to know their theology, right? But interesting. So he has a religious background. And so that's what makes this clip very interesting. Yeah, yeah, Kiana, this is the dude who's pretending to be a lady, right? He's gotten the surgery, right? The cosmetic stuff to look more feminine, right? Um, but he did a video, shout out to Woke Preacher Clips for uh, showing this, where he tried to make an argument that the Bible teaches trans is okay. You guys ready for this? <laughs> um very strange argument but let's what we're going to do we're going to play the video and then we're going to get into a commentary on the issue there are a few ver verses in the bible that may point to affirming gender transitions galatians 3 26 through 28 states that in christ we are all one we are all children of God. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for we are all alone in Jesus Christ. Now, I know verses can be taken out of context, but when people are trying to argue against queer identities, they have to take the Bible very, very seriously and literally. And if we're taking this verse literally, Jesus doesn't care about your gender. Jesus doesn't care male, female, trans, agender, bigender. It doesn't matter. The Bible also teaches people not to lie. This is, my identity is my own. I'm the only one that can tell you who I am. I am the person that defines myself. I've done a lot of soul searching and this is the thing that makes the most sense. I don't want to lie. Do not force me to lie because that is a sin in the Bible. Wow, right? So what do you guys think about that? Is that proper exegesis? <laughs> Obviously not. And there are some major contradictions in that um, in the video. What we're going to do is we're going to play it back and we're going to respond to some of these absurd claims that he is making and show you how one like, like I said, he's contradicting himself in the Bible. So let's play this back and get into it. There are a few ver verses in the Bible that may point to affirming gender transitions. There is absolutely no Bible verse which affirms uh, trans ideology, LGBT stuff at all. Not at all. Not one. And guess what? The verse that he brings up... <laughs> Isn't saying that. We're going to show that very clearly. Galatians 3, 26 through 28 states that in Christ, we are all one. 
We are all children of God. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for we are all alone in Jesus Christ. Um, well, didn't cite the verse correctly, but that's okay. Many people make mistakes. That's all right. Let me quote the verse. Um, Galatians 3.20. For in Christ Jesus, you are all... Let, let, let me, yeah. Let me actually uh, start above that. Let me start at verse 26. He meant 28. But it says, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Right? There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For, what's the reasoning? For you, that is, whoever you are, are all one in Christ. It doesn't say alone. But that's fine. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Let me ask her. Do Jews and Greeks no longer exist now? Obviously, that would be absurd. The point of this verse is speaking of unity in Christ. There is no one greater, more superior. This is the verse on unity in the body. We are all in the family of God. Hence, verse 26, right? You're all sons of God through faith. This is just pure eisegesis to say, well, this is just saying you can be trans now. That's absurd reasoning. Paul wouldn't have known what you were talking about. Like, that's not what I meant, sir. Paul would have said something similar to this. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Absolutely would have been stated to you. Again, this is being the twisting of scriptures. But we will continue on with this. Now, I know verses can be taken out of context. Yeah, you could have just stopped after that, right? Because that's exactly what you did. You took a verse out of context that had no grounding for what you claimed it claimed, asserted, and took it out of context to support your uh, ideology, your twisting of scripture. Yes, that was a taking out of context. But when people are trying to argue against queer identities, they have to take the Bible very, very seriously. Now, I think he was all about to cuss. <laughs> I think he was, let's play it back and see that a little bit closer. Very, very hold on, hold on. You against queer identities, they have to take the Bible very, very seriously. Now, he said the Bible very, very serious, and it goes on to say literal. Well, yes, we take the Bible serious, and we also take the Bible literal according to its genre. Yes, we take the Bible serious when God says, I created them male and female, right? We take the Bible serious when the Bible gives gender-specific roles. Yes, we do, but you don't. So you go to a verse in Galatians 3, not about, um, not about uh, the uh, trans ideology. The, the context has nothing to do with gender specific roles and how a man can become female, a female become man if they really want to. And if and if they identify as this, then they, it's all OK. Galatians has nothing to do with that. Nothing. 
Yes, you're telling us what you really think. You don't take the Bible serious. <laughs> yeah, that spoke a lot about Chu. Right? And literally. And if we're taking this verse literally, Jesus doesn't care about your gender. Jesus doesn't care male, female, trans, agender, bigender. Negative. Matter of fact, you would need to prove how any of those other genders other than male and female exist at all. Show me pansexual and guys, I, I hear the most absurd, absurd uh, gender names now that exist. Right. You know, what? there's this funny uh, video, funny uh, <laughs> post where it's like, you know, there are more. It's a shirt that says there are more than two genders. And then under it in the Amazon link, it just says male and female. <laughs> to me, that's hilarious. Right. Because reality, society shows you this position is absurd to take. Right. Um, she you can't find one place where. Anything other than male and female. Not one. And to try to put this into the Bible, right, just shows the level of perversion these guys will go to where even they will go to the Bible, God's word itself, to show to try to make some kind of case where. Um, what to, to deny essentially what God said about male, and female. Again, leave your perversion to yourself. Don't drag God into it. But we'll continue. What else you got to say, man? It doesn't matter. The Bible also teaches people not to lie. This Yet you are lying on behalf of God, saying he said something that he did not. My identity is my own. I'm the only one that can tell you who I am. That's a lie. You know who else can tell you? You know who else can tell you who you are? God did. God can. And he, God did. God is the one who can tell you who you are. You know, we are not the ultimate arbitrators or deciders or authority, even about us as individuals. God created you. He created male, female. Therefore, as creator, he is the one who determines who you really are. You want to know who you really are? You're confused. I can sympathize with that. I could understand. To some level, we all are confused about ourselves sexually and physically. You know, there's all some confusion. We've been tainted by sin. So I understand. Here's what I tell you. Go to Christ. Submit to him with all your confusion, all your understand misunderstandings. And submit to what he says about you. And he says, I have created you male, not female, and submit to that. I am the person that defines myself. I have done a lot of soul searching, and this is the thing that makes the most sense. I don't want to lie. Do not force me to lie, because that is a sin in the Bible. You are lying. And yes, lying is a sin. But you are the one committing the sin by lying on God's word, by saying Galatians 3.28 teaches that, which it does not. It does not teach the trans ideology. And, no, and, and, you know, I just thought of this. It makes no sense. Wait a second. If there's no longer male nor female, then what, why are you trying to transition as a female? That, that verse doesn't actually help you. It actually contradicts what you're just saying. Um, 
Again, the Bible says uh, to be modest, yet you went to the White House showing yourself naked. Again, I don't advise anyone to look up that disturbing video, but it was all on my Twitter feed. Just disturbing and disgusting that any person who claims to be a person of God would go out and do the thing God says not to do. But again, you're the one lying on behalf of God. Make sure you're liking this video, guys. Like this video. We're going to continue on because I have a question. Because in the context of trans people, this is something that kind of gets swept under the rug. It gets dismissed. And these people, these are the people that are act, act, acted as if they don't exist. They're belittled. They're shamed and mocked. Right. And that is those people, the people who detransition. Yes. Detransition. I'm going to play a video here in a second. You know, detransitioners are kind of the, um, I mean, elephant in the room, right? These are the people that experienced gender dysphoria, many of them. And they said, hey, no, this is a lie. They got the surgeries. They did all the things they told that would make them happy. Only to wait, hold on. This actually doesn't make me happy. Right. Well, let's play a video. Let's play a video of a female pretty much stating her experience um, with with all this and why she detransitioned. De Hello, as some of you might know, my name is Ash and I am a detransitioner. So a lot of this, let me just say this, you know, you, you take the medicine, you get the, get on the uh, the trans, right, the testosterone and it affects you biologically. You know, so a lot of these females will now have deeper voice. And guys, let me just say this. Once you start down the road of transitioning, there's no going back. Not to what was. You can only halt it to some extent. But you can't, you can't, there's no reverse. So guess what? If your voice gets deepened, this is the lifelong lasting effect. But it gets worse. But let's continue. I recently made a little video on this topic, not really explaining much of it, and got quite a bit of backlash in my comment section, so I just want to come on and share my story. And some of you guys, you're gonna hate me for this, but I need to speak the truth. And I don't care what you say in my comments, I'm not gonna turn my comments off. Shout out to you. Shout out to you for that, because this is what we need. A lot of bold people who are saying, um, no, we, we, we can't, um... We we are we are not going to be silenced. You know, we're not going to be silenced. You know, and shout out to her for not willing to be silenced and speaking out against this. But let's continue. Growing up, I didn't really show any signs of gender dysphoria. I was perfectly happy with my body and being a girl, and of course, I was uncomfortable with like puberty and stuff. But that was for other reasons. Every girl is uncomfortable with their changing body. Now, let me just say this. Uh, so notice what she's saying. Um, hey, I was fine being a female. Of course, you know, um, you know, you know, everybody. <laughs> I think this is true, male or female, during puberty. Um, no one likes their body at eleven, right? You're 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 awkward. You're <laughs> you're you're walking like Bambi still. I mean, you look awkward, especially if you're like a tall female. If you're like five six and in the fourth grade as a female, you're, you're towering over everybody. Right. And so 
this, yeah, this is a tough period for everybody. But it doesn't mean you're trans, right? I mean, there's numerous people that experience that kind of feeling. But let's continue. And when I was 13, I started to struggle a lot with depression, anxiety, that sort of stuff. I spent a lot of time on the internet, specifically TikTok, way more than I should have rather than going out in the real world, especially with COVID and everything else that was going on. But notice what uh, contributed to her um, issues. Uh, one, TikTok, which is a, <laughs> a, a dumpster fire for a lot of trans ideology. And two, right, just being isolated due to COVID. And now starting to struggle with certain things, right? But it noticed was doing fine, right? Wasn't struggling with her identity until other people brought it to her on the internet. You know what? Cancel the internet. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Now, at the time, there were a million, million videos of all these trans people coming out. And because I was so unhappy with myself and who I was, I thought that that might be what was wrong with me. And I convinced myself that that's what was wrong with me and that's what would fix me. So she started to struggle with her, her body, right? And then she's seeing all these videos on TikTok of people saying, hey, here's the fix, right? And so she concludes, well, if it worked for them, then it must work for me, right? This is the solution to my problem. And guys, um, let me just tell you guys, as many videos that exist of people that saying this is the fix in five years, we will have literally millions more people like, like this saying, no, this actually didn't fix my problem. As a matter of fact, there are many like this. And guess what? Um, many of those videos get, um, deleted. They get, um, blocked. You guys remember the video? of uh the the girl that I did a, uh the the girl that I showed a video of a while back where she was saying um similar things yeah this is this is what it is and I went really 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 far to pass as a male to the point where nobody that I knew knew that I was born a female here's a little picture of me from that time had the facial hair and everything when I first transitioned I really didn't have any issues with my body but as I went on I realized that I needed to fit into this box if I wanted to be a male. And because of how my body did not fit into that box, I became increasingly more uncomfortable with it. But it wasn't gender dysphoria. It was me trying to fit myself into a box that I simply didn't fit into. In a way, I sort of... Yeah, that's right. There have been many who spoke spoke on this issue. Um, Joy Maza, that, that's the name that I'm just trying to think of, who spoke of this issue saying, hey, I, I experienced this similar, right, where... I tried to be a boy, right? I tried to walk like a boy, talk like a boy, be a boy, and it was exhausting, right? Because she was like, I'm not a boy. Though I look like it, I can't act like, I can't do boy, I can't. This is another person experiencing the same thing. The exhaustedness of, let's be real, being fake, right? <laughs> you are who you are, and here you are trying to disrupt this and yeah it is exhausting not being who you really are you know just try this with your voice right try this with your voice right <laughs> it is exhausting trying to speak somewhat differently for hours on hours on end imagine doing that as well as walking a certain way for literally the rest of your life 
yeah, it would be quite exhausting. Brainwash myself into thinking that I had gender dysphoria. And naturally, this brought me into a really bad place mentally where I was struggling with drugs, self-harm, suicidal ideation, all that stuff. And so to fix the issue, what did she do? Try to self-medicate by drugs, um, having suicidal thoughts. And guys, let me just say this. The, the LGBT community, especially the trans community, have higher suicide rates than just about any community or group that exists. And it's not because of bullying. But you talk to many of them, they express the same kind of thoughts that she is expressing. Well, it's like, man, I, 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 I'm still struggling with my identity. I was told, right, quote unquote, this is what many of them expressed. I was told I'd be happier, more free. My true self will be able to come out and flourish. They get sold these bag of goods only to realize that it's all a lie. Many of them don't feel more happier. Matter of fact, many of them have actually uh, health risks now, right? Where they get the bottom surgery and top surgery and more susceptible to uh, health uh, problems. The, the life expectancy is, I mean, drastically reduced. And they say we aren't the ones who care. We aren't the ones that care. No, anyone who, who supports this isn't caring for this person. One, they're willing to lie to them, right? They're willing to lie to them all for, a, all for this fake reality. And I assumed this was because I wasn't male enough, but it was really because I wasn't a male at all. Wow. Look at that. She says, I was feeling exhausted because I thought I wasn't being male enough when the real reality was I wasn't male at all. So true. You were, she was trying to be something that she was not. And that was the exhaustion. Wow. Fire. I got on testosterone when I was 15 years old. And the thing that I think is... Notice, the, it was put on testosterone medication when she was 15 years old. <sighs> Guys, if testosterone is bad for bodybuilders... How much more worse will it be for 15-year-old girls? And guys, there are people who are taking this drug as very early. Very early. And guys, they are, I mean, these doctors don't care for them. These doctors don't. They would tell of the medical risk. They don't. But And you want proof of that? She's going to share why. She's going to share that. wild is that I went to one appointment before I was given my prescription. One. Notice. Went to one appointment, and what was she told? You might be thinking, oh, well, they probably asked you a ton of questions. Nope. They barely asked me anything. I basically walked in there and was like, I'm trans. And they were like, okay. They didn't question me. They didn't. So all you have to do to get on testosterone is say, I'm trans. They don't, they don't ask you further questioning. And guys, multiple people have done this, even as social experiments. They, they've called some kind of medical facility who give, give all these uh, testosterone uh, medication and say, hey, I'm trans. And. They're like, okay, have like a five minute appointment or not even that. And they'll, they're ready to diagnose them and give them medication. It's not hard. It's the, see, all you have to express is this feeling. I feel like a female. Oh, here you go. 
And guess what? There are a lot of people who are coming out and saying, well, I was I was sold a lie. I wasn't warned of the health health risk by these doctors. And some doctors are even being sued now. I mean, take that what take that what you want, but. They aren't being they aren't a lot. They aren't giving these people the truth. Sit down with me and question and talk like, is this really what's right for you? They were just like, OK, this is the next step in your transition. We'll give it to you. I was on testosterone for about six months and luckily it didn't affect me super bad. I can still talk in a higher range and pass as female. Of course, there's a lot of changes that are permanent that I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life. After Notice there's no reversal. There's no reversal once you start. Start this. I mean, thankfully, this female didn't wasn't on this for five, ten years, you know, didn't get any surgeries. Otherwise, this would be... Um, a lot worse of an issue. About two years of living as a male, I realized I was wrong. But I didn't come out about that right away. I stayed living as male for another year before I really finally decided that I needed to do this. And it so notice what she's saying. I So a year into it, she realized, hey, I'm not really a male. <laughs> or six months, very early, you know, realized I'm not actual male. But kept living this lie. Yeah, because, hey, I, I just got to. It was one of the most scary things that I ever did. I faced so much backlash. I found it that people are so quick to accept trans people, but so quick to criticize detransitioners. That's that's very true. Right. That is very true. You come out trans, the world celebrates you. Oh, what a hero. Put him on the magazine. Put him on this. Right. You get celebrated from the world. You come out as detransition, there is not one <laughs> per, uh, one news group that celebrates the LGB, the trans absurdities that goes and celebrates them for living their truth. It is totally one way. She's absolutely right with this. You get celebrated if you affirm this. But you get humiliated and shamed for coming out as detrans. Double standard for sure. Once I detransitioned, all my mental problems were gone. I'm happy. That was my issue. The fact that I'd convinced myself that I was a dude. Look at that. It's like once I actually started living who I truly am, I didn't have all the anxiety, depression, suicidal ideations and all that. Would you look at that? It's almost like she was doing what she's created to do. Very interesting, right? Very interesting itself. Well, you guys may have heard about the backlash with the Dodgers, right? Dodgers have been coming under some sure fire. And that's because they had the ladies of what, what, what are they? What are the, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. You might be asking yourself, what is the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? Well, I looked on their website, did a little digging to see. Let's read what this says. It says the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are a leading edge order of queer and trans nuns. We believe all people have a right to express their unique joy and beauty. Since our first appearance in San Francisco on Easter Sunday, 1979, the sisters have devoted ourselves to community service, ministry and outreach to those on the edges and to promoting human rights. Respect for diversity and spiritual enlightenment. We use humor 
and irreverent wit to expose the forces of bigotry, complacency, and guilt that chain the human spirit. I just want to see you to see something. Notice, I mean, they're making appearances in, I don't know, in the park, in the flea market, uh, soccer games. Um, you know, and hey, you a hey, Juneteenth beer bust with Daddy's Ray's annual Father Day beer bust. It's disgusting. Um, wild, wild, uh, to say the least. Well, if you haven't seen, um, well, well, I want to play this document documentary, right? Because they got invited to the Dodgers game to have a ceremony. But before we do that, let's actually see this here. Some sisters are really into the makeup. Some sisters aren't, and you don't, there's no rule that says that you have to or not. This glues your eyebrows. Notice even just calling himself a, a sister. I mean, oh boy. Down so that you can then go in and create a new eyebrow or not only a new eyebrow but a new entire eye structure a new look yeah obviously right you gotta <laughs> you know with with all this makeup we can look totally different well obviously my name is sister Beronce nose of the los angeles sisters of perpetual indulgence and today we are getting ready for the dodger game in which we will be honored as community heroes the sisters this is a grown man y'all this is a grown man doing this we describe ourselves as a 21st century order of queer nuns. Our mission is to expiate stigmatic guilt and promulgate universal joy. Simpler put, our mission is to spread joy and end hate. Hate. So anyone disagreeing with them is obviously, they just automatically could call it hate, right? Bigot. Well, what if I don't have any animosity in my heart? I just disagree with how you're living. What if I believe what the Bible says, you know, you as a quote unquote nun, Right. You offer spirituality. What if I just believe what the Bible says? Just automatically make me a, a bigot for agreeing with what God said. And here's another question. The Catholic Church should be speaking about this adamantly, <laughs> but I haven't heard word on that yet. I'm a born and raised Angelino. I'm Latino. I'm a Dodger fan, a lifelong. Wait. I thought it would be Latina since you're a, well, never mind. <laughs> Dodger fan. Dodgers are one of the things that I still have in common with my family. There's a lot of things that my family and I don't see eye to eye on, or they don't understand my life as a member of the LGBT community sometimes. They're very supportive, don't get me wrong. But the Dodgers are something that we can always sit in the backyard, drink a beer and talk about the Dodgers about, or go to Dodger games together like we do. But even notice the, if you look now, the attempt to uh, make this about the rainbow, right? God's covenantal sign. Um, I, I don't know why they try to hijack that to like, to mean that's for all this sexual perversion that they are uh, encouraging and supporting, right? And trying to encourage people that's not that bad to be sexual you know, perverts. It's pride and what... Hey, say this, this is... <laughs> the b baseball is already going downhill. This is... Not helping. We're going to see why in a second. Other way to show that we are absolutely proud of who we are than to wear every single color in the rainbow. 
you know, God says a lot about pride, but then, you, you know, in one sense, okay, he's proud, right? But so pride, proudful that he steals God's covenant sign to affirm what God hates. Hmm. But God hates pride. So. Which is a reflection of all the diverse people in our community. Because of the extreme amount of threats of violence that the sisters have received in the last couple of weeks, our evening will look different than everyone else's. We are going to be escorted into the stadium. We won't be interfacing with the public at all due to safety concerns, and we um, will likely be outside of the stadium before the game even ends. I do genuinely believe that the Dodgers are doing everything that they can do to make this wrong right. Um, the apology that they gave us when we had that meeting was genuine. and they Yeah, a lot of the Dodgers did capitulate to this cultural insanity. You know, you one of the things that was just disheartening to see were was that, I don't know if you guys saw this, I, I believe the guy was a pitcher, I, I believe so, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but at first he stood up and was like, hey, I'm a Christian, I can't support this, my Christian values, and I was like, wow, great, but then, like a day or two later, he came out and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm getting sensitivity training, did y'all see that? He's like, I'm doing the best I can, and like two days later from that, they cut the guy, Never bow to the woke mob. Never bow to this stuff. Because once you even come out in dis any slight disagreement, yeah, you're done. Are continuing to seek counsel from the various organizations involved, like the Sisters, the Los Angeles LGBT Center, and others. I think that they're continuing to do the right thing. Tonight is just a thing we have to do, and then the work will begin after tonight. No, it is not the right thing. It is not the right thing to... Um, violate what God has said. It is never right. Kershaw's statement, I didn't really have a reaction um, because I truly do believe that it's a perfect example that we could all coexist with having different opinions. And um, that's fine. That That's how Kershaw feels. I feel the way I feel. And let's all just get together and watch the damn baseball game. We're not trying to offend people at all. Now, <laughs> I don't think you really feel that way. I mean, because just a second ago, you called called every people who disagree bigots and hateful. So, <laughs> uh, very interesting. We do borrow the Catholic nuns' habits, and we use it to do our own form of ministry. What we do has nothing to do with what they are doing. The nun outfit. So you're stealing from them as well. I mean, my goodness, who aren't you stealing from? It's fun, it's provocative, it gets attention, and when we have people's attention, we're able to talk about things that matter, like the radical need to continue the fight against HIV. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, bro, look like a tropical mamba pack. <laughs> seriously, seriously, man, hold on, I want you to hear what he just said here. Talk about things that matter, like the radical need to continue the fight against HIV and AIDS, or the radical need... But where is this coming from? I mean, the penalty within itself is coming from men sleeping with other men. And guys, it is very rare that you see these guys have, even in them, their community, just one partner, but literally hundreds of partners. Very promiscuous, even in, even in that regards. We need to stop aggressions against our trans community or any other important things that are happening in our community. We use our look 
to get attention. And when we have the attention, we use it for good. We do this because we genuinely care about our community. And the response that we've received from our community because of all of this has been tremendous. And we have been able to raise a tremendous amount of money, all of which will be able to go back to our community. So we've been- Yeah, which will be able to go to us, <laughs> co-words. Able to really teach people about who we are and what we do. And there was a great amount of people that already knew exactly who we were and what we did. That's why so many people came out in defense of us and to affirm the work that we do as sisters. So many people came out to see them. Well, we're going to we're going to see if that's true, because um, <laughs> I, I don't think the uh, um, support was as great as what he's saying it was. Disturbing, man. Disturbing. There's still a radical need to fight certain fights in our community. You know, every year that goes by, people think less and less about HIV and AIDS. But every day, people are being infected with HIV and AIDS. So when Yeah, they are. They are. And where is it largely? I become a sister when I become Sister Beyonce Nose, um, and I have the spotlight, and I have a microphone. I'm able to talk to our community and inspire. Grown man doing this, man grow man your change and do all of that stuff i could do it like this but you get a lot less donations and you're just a random large brown mexican asking people for money as opposed to being a sister of perpetual indulgence <laughs> i thought that part was funny it's like people give to me when i'm trying when i when i'm uh people won't give to me as much as if i'm just i mean come on i mean this brute Mexican man, bald Mexican man, right? But when I dress up like a female, people will give me money. I mean, yeah, people that's probably typically true, but that doesn't mean you should uh, dress up like a female. But perversion is wild out here. Grifters. Shame, shame, shame. That's somebody's father, probably. You know? Crazy. So yeah, and that's 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 really it. From our community for the last three months. And the bride section tonight, by the way, sold out. You know who did that? The sisters of perpetual and <laughs> what was it? Like ten people? <laughs> yeah, the ten people pride section. Well, let's see how big the pride section was. Uh Let's see how big. So they did a ceremony. They did a ceremony. And well, here's all the people that were there. Packed out. It is packed out. Well, you might be saying, well, that's just that section. Pan the camera around. Don't worry. Don't worry. Somebody's booing. Somebody's booing. My goodness. That may be. Hey, this. To, to be fair, this may be the most they've ever stood across. There may be a thousand people right there. Um, <laughs> there's more people in this chat than it was there. <laughs> oh, 
that is hilarious. All things theology get more love than the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Yeah. Boo! Boo! You love to see it. You love to see it. Oh, man. Uh, perversion abounds. Perversion abounds. Speaking of insanity, we're going to go to a whole nother topic today. And we're going to talk about my good friend, Greg Locke. <laughs> Let's talk about Greg Locke. Hey, who mans is this? Oh, mans is this? Greg Locke did a midweek service trying to make a more nuanced um, deliverance ministry plea. <laughs> and the dude just went WWE style. Guys, I'm not kidding. Um, let's get into this video. Let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> Greg Locke is funny. He's a very angry man, but funny nevertheless. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, dear sir. So hey, just, who that is, is a this? Bible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just in case you're wondering what that is. It is a baseball bat um, strapped. Uh, well, it's the a Bible is strapped around a baseball bat. Someone may be asking, "What in tarnation is this for? What are you What are you going to do with this baseball bat?" Um, <laughs> well, you got to see. Uh, if you think testosterone is bad for fifteen um, year old women. They are probably equally as bad for Greg Locke. <laughs> Stay off the roids, man. Someone said, is that a dollhouse? Why, yes, it is, my observatory friend. That is uh, duct tape and zip tied to an Easton ball bat. Now, the real question is, is that Bible KJV or not? I mean, we would like to know. Let me show you. I'm about to show you something crazy. Watch this. Well, he's not wrong. What he is about to show us is crazy, but let's watch. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the, watch the next phrase, pulling down of strongholds. You ought to pay attention to what the Greek word for pulling down means. You know, he's trying to take you to the Greek. Take us to the Greek. And he's actually going to be right on what he says. But he's going to be wrong in its application. <laughs> but, uh, it's the word demolition. That's what it means. It doesn't just mean, well, you know, I'm just going to pull it. Uh, 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 uh. It means you demolish the house that the evil spirit left when you kicked it out. So now, just to give a little context, because I watched this whole sermon. The point he's trying to make, guys, this was a strange sermon. So, right, he's doing, he's doing, he's talking about the whole deliverance ministry, casting a demon out. And then he goes on to say, well, you can cast a demon out, but a demon, for all intents and purposes, they leave the demon house in you, or what I'm calling demon residue in you, and you still got to get that out. So it's not enough to get a demon out. You got to get the demon house they were living in. Off of a bad understanding of Matthew 12. But the house that they're living in is inside of you. N nevertheless, this is what he's trying to say, but we'll let him come on, come on keep going. <laughs> Maybe I, 
our Global Vision store, we ought to start selling some Bible bats in the name of Jesus. <laughs> My man, yeah, he's being a literal Bible thumper. Like, what's going on right here, man? Like, what? No, 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 no. Like, who are you going to beat with that, guys? Uh, if if he starts selling this and using this, um, call the cops ASAP. Because what some of you need to understand is you've been delivered from a demon, but you've not pulled down the stronghold yet. You got to get rid of the triggers on that iPhone. You got to get rid of the triggers on that Netflix. You got to lose her number. You and all, see, the problem with all these guys, see, the reason why you're sinning, the reason why you're struggling with sin, it's not you. Of course not. It's either a demon in you or you got a little demon house in you. Which the Bible doesn't teach any of that. And I'm going to show you how he misinterpreted 2 Corinthians 10, by the way, because it has nothing with getting a demon out of you. Matter of fact, let me do that right now. This is absurd, guys. Um, This is a, a apologetic text. Um, let me start at verse, hey, I'll start at verse three, right? For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, but look at the, what, so why does this man have a bat if we don't, if we're not waging war according to the flesh? <laughs> what is this, what is this bat for then if it's not a fleshly war, right? Um, verse four, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. Well, <laughs> someone tell that to Greg Locke. Uh, but so it's not of the flesh, but have divine power. Is he going to argue the divine co power comes through this bat wrapped around with a Bible? We destroy arguments, right? So this is, this is verbal. <laughs> we destroy arguments, not people, not demons, right? And every lofty opinion, this is a war, verbal war. See, evangelism is uh, an act of war. Hope you knew that. Was one of the verses that show that it said we we destroy every argument and every lofty opinion arrayed against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey, obey Christ. This has nothing to do with beating demons. Nothing. So what is this dude doing up there with a bat? Now, <laughs> like literally nothing of this had to do with demons. You read 2 Corinthians 10, this passage here, it has nothing to do with demons and being casting out. So what is he doing going to the verse? This is about apologetics. This is about when we engage with the unbeliever, we are having a philosophical war. And guess what? We're going to destroy it. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we want to destroy it. Not the demon in them. We're not. You can't, bro. You can't even beat a demon. What are you talking about? Gotta lose his number. The demon comes out when you expel it. The stronghold comes down when you demolish it with the Bible. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? What, what, what did, what, what did I just, what did we just witness? Hold on, we gotta go back. We can't act like this just didn't happen. Look at this man. 
Somebody's man. You know what? Bring back Mike Todd, man. We'll take his props over this because this was absurd. You know, hold on a second. Give, give this man a drum roll. Give him a drum roll, please. Just dumb. Just dumb, man. You gotta start tearing that mess up! <laughs> and that's not how you do it, sir. That is not how you do it. Uh, yeah, this this man, he just has anger issues. Anything to beat something. You know, because he did say he want to beat, you know, he would beat you up with a microphone, right? Hit you in the mouth with a microphone. So <laughs> I take his threat serious. I take his threat serious. <laughs> you gotta break it down. You gotta cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself. You gotta. And that verse had nothing to do with casting out demons. Greg Locke is a strange man, and I really think he suffers for from anger issues. Now, if I saw my pastor doing that in the context of casting demons out and anyone who's sinning. Dude, I'm gone. Yeah. Randy Macho Man Greg Locke. <laughs> right. Can you smell what Greg Locke is cooking in here? My goodness. I mean, dude, look, I grew up a wrestling fan, but come on, man. You don't bring that in the pulpit. Yeah. Who, the real question was, whose Easy Bake Oven did he, little girl's little playhouse did he destroy? All for him to get this prop out. Right. Very strange, very strange, but that's that is Greg Locke for you. Um, let us pray for this little girl that somehow she will be reimbursed for her favorite toy. You know, oh, man, so sad, so sad. <laughs> Greg Locke, what are you doing, man? What are you, man? Oh, man. Well, I'm gonna keep it short here today. Keep it short here today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. The All Things Theology. The new look, All Things Theology. Yeah, we're going to keep it up. We got some more content for you. Let's keep it going. Till next time, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, y'all. Hey, till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.